0: Well, welcome Woodside family, grace and peace to each one of you, and a special welcome to all of our friends who are joining us locally and abroad. I am so excited to welcome you to another edition of The Link. You know, we live at the intersection of faith and culture here at The Link, and we love to connect the word to the way that we live in everyday life. Well, today we wanna have a pretty lively discussion about the pains and joys of family life in this season. You know, one of our major values at Woodside, you often hear us say it, is that we are family. But yet we know that this is a very different time to be a mom, a dad, a husband, a wife, maybe even a teenager or a kid living in quarantine. And so we want to give you some help, some hope, some encouragement from God's word. And I've invited some really special friends of mine to help us to discuss how do we thrive in this season as families? Joining me is Pastor Dan Stewart, who you guys know and love as the campus pastor for our Algonquin campus. Also Josh Miller, who is the kids ministry director for our Lake Orient campus. And then a good friend, Tiffany Menta, Tiffany is an author and an advocate, and you'll hear more about her book, Forgotten, and her story of being raised in a home that was marked by domestic violence. We're going to talk about all of it, so why don't you get ready for this edition of The Link? Well, hey guys, thank you much for joining me. And as I said in our introduction, you know, Woodside has this top value that we often talk about, we are fair. But let's be honest, there are a lot of pains and a lot of joys to family life. And I just wanna take a moment to help maybe some people feel like uh, they're normal, they're not crazy, uh, this roller coaster of family life, but also to give some healing and hope from scripture. So Dan, I'll start with you. Uh, You're the uh, veteran here. You've been married for 13 years, so you're a sweet Nancy. Uh, Just talk about what it means to parent children, in particular, in this season. I mean, you got uh, still a few kids at home, and uh, what is that like?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've enjoyed parenting every stage of it. And this is another one, right? This is another season that we couldn't have, have anticipated. Um, so, with our six kids, four of them are basically launched into adulthood. We still have two a seventh grader and an eighth grader that are home. Um, Nancy and I celebrate that these two are self-motivated, and so they're doing so well at getting schoolwork done and and chores and such things. Um, We've said often, man, aren't you glad it wasn't when the boys were home that this happened, because that was another whole type of parenting.
0: The boys may be watching, right? (laughs) Oh, they know. You know, Dan, as I think about you sharing, I think there's a dual narrative that comes out of the season, right, around marriage and family and parenting. On the one hand, we've all heard the negative statistics uh, and the struggles that are around quarantine, quarantining at home when you're struggling in family life. But there are also the positive stories of folks who are saying that this has been really good for our family. And I said to my wife a couple days ago that the truth is is that we'll probably never get another opportunity like this to pour into our children, to not have the distractions of the mall and the movie and all of these other things that often pull pull at us. Uh, I think there is, Dan, value to this season.
1: Yeah, there certainly is. Just the time that we we can choose to use. I mean, still there's, there's options, you know, the, the streaming world that we're in per, still does provide distractions from those priorities that we should have as family. So it, it still requires self-discipline and parenting on purpose. But with that determination, there's great opportunities to invest into the life of your family, to embrace those, um, those key times, those rhythms in a family life that can really launch you forward in in training them for adulthood. All
0: right, so if Dan is the veteran on the, uh, on the call, then Tiffany, you're the rookie. You've been married to your sweet AJ for five years. Uh, talk about what this time has been like for you guys and kind of some of the goals that you've had around family life in this season for you.
2: We have enjoyed this time, to be quite honest. Uh, I interrupt him at working a lot with random kisses. Um, mm-hmm. Our daughters are adults, so my bonus daughters are adults, so we're empty nesters, per se. And one of the things that we wanted to be intentional about was being able to have that time. A lot of time we're in the car and we're getting in a lot of you know, the communication, but being more intentional with our communication, being more intentional with our worship and study together and also continuing to push out purpose. So along with our goals of Christ-centered goals, we've been pushing out those purpose goals and working on different projects together. And we have like in the office together, working late nights and having fun and being able to also connect with our daughters and like FaceTime calls for three, four hours during this season, and weekly, which has been really amazing to be able to do during this time. And you're exactly right. Is being we went we may not get another time like this. So intentionality has been key for us in being present in each other's marriage and in our in our children.
0: Yeah, I love it, and I appreciate you your goals. I know your goals. woman. I've known you long enough to know that to be true about you, but I think the key in everything that you just said is the word together. Mm -hmm. But this is a season where we get a chance to live out that a very special way. And I think we should be different, right? We shouldn't Mm -hmm. just be those who lament uh, the realities of having to bound our crazy family 24 hours a day, but also rejoice in the opportunity and potential we have to impact one another and to hopefully deepen our love for one another. You know, Josh, I I really want you to share, uh, you're a kids ministry director. You are always so full of life, but you're also a dad for you to put that hat on as a dad. What has this been like as a father for you in this season?
3: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that I don't cry in the midst of all this. Um, uh, but in, in being a dad at home with a six-year-old uh, boy and a, and a four-month-old boy. Um, we're in an apartment, it's it's kind of a, a small spot. And so, um, on the one hand, you could say, well, you know, it, there, that is a recipe. A 750-square-foot apartment with a six-year-old boy is a recipe for a disaster, um, and, but, Honestly, it's been amazing to see, you know, like uh, my wife stepping up and 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 being a school teacher, which she's never done before. And then, you know, as well as being a mom to two boys and, and a brand new boy, and like seeing her interact with them in such a way that helps give them structure, but not like overbearing structure, but to live life in a 750 square foot apartment is just it's beyond me. And so You know, obviously, uh, uh, nice days outside is a game changer because then we can get out, uh, they can run around, they can jump, they can have fun. But I've been so impressed uh, with my six-year-old as as his adaptability into what's taken place. And he's not living out of fear. That's the most, it's the best thing ever. He's not living out of fear. He's living out of reverence for what's being told to him. And uh, to see his maturity in that, you know, I just I I can't say enough about it. So as a dad living through this or as a parent, um, you know, I think that this can be a pivotal time in their life where they won't see. Like anxiety and stress and worry and fear, what they're going to see is family being united together in such a way that we've never been before so it's it's uh it's a lot of fun i i it's been it's been hard but it's been legit i've i've loved it
0: yeah i love your path your family <laughs> and your heart shows and uh, man, i'm so glad that you're on the team with us here at woodside we're so blessed to have you uh, dan i i think about what our brother I mean, we are, whether it's 750 square feet or 1,250 square feet, <laughs> we're still up under the same roof in tight quarters. So yep. Dan, what advice do you give to families on how not to go crazy during <laughs> this season and maybe even more, how to actually live on mission?
1: Yeah, so we, we started this with casting to our family uh, the pursuit of a balanced day where we identified six things that we want to accomplish in a day. Uh, we want to have time with God. We want to have good nutrition. We want to be productive in family responsibilities. We want to work hard. We also want to play. And then we want to connect socially outside of our home. Wow. So that's that's on our refrigerator. Wow. So every day we look at that and over the dinner table, we ask ourselves that question, is today a balanced day? Um, I found that
0: is, that is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a big help to us just to make sure that we are seeking to live intentionally in this season. Because we can, we can get so distracted, Josh, as you implied into the, the fears and the concerns and anxiety. Um, and yet this can be an awesome time to invest in relationship and projects and bettering our life and spending time with Jesus. The hardest thing that's to do because we're such a busy culture, but instead to embrace it as time with Christ, and that makes that makes all the difference in a day.
0: Well, Josh and Tiffany, I don't know how you guys feel about Dan's list. But like I'm absolutely nailing one and a half <laughs> out of that six point list, and so it's <laughs> something to aim for. Uh, but no, I think that's great, and I think that Dan just being able to keep in mind that. Uh, We don't have to, again, feel like we are trapped and only see the negative side of things. We can Mm. see the positive side of things, but trying our best to keep normal in an abnormal season is uh, what I hear really underneath those goals. And and I would just say, and and I'm sure you feel this way as well, approach goals like that with grace Mm. and not legalism, right? Mm. Like, there are going to be days where, seriously, you will only hit one and a half of those goals. Well, praise God that we ate healthy today. <laughs> we didn't do too much else, but at least we <laughs> ate healthy today. Or maybe it's a pizza day, but you got the homework done, you know? Uh, you got to be able to approach it with grace, but have a framework, though, that you're that you're shooting for. Um, Josh, as much as it's easy for us to think about this through the lens of adults, how do we keep our kids from going crazy? Because I think about it from their perspective, My kids, like yours, are full of energy all day, (laughs) every day. And uh, I'm like, where did they get their energy from? And then I look in the mirror and I realize (laughs) they're crazy because I'm crazy. But what do we do with our kids to keep them healthy?
3: So um, I think a big thing that my wife and I have understood in this time is that, uh, you know, when your kids speak, that is a great time to listen. Because what they're saying, and it could not be what they're actually feeling, but what they're saying is giving you insight as to what's going on inside of them. And so when my son is asking 50 billion questions about something, it's not that he wants to continually ask questions, it's that he wants to be engaged with what we're doing. And so I think listening, I think having the opportunity to just listen and to not be annoyed, and to not think, I have to go and do something. I need you to just do what you're supposed to do because I have to do this. And, and to take, just take time and take a break. And honestly, I've not had any other time in my, in, in his six years and my son's six years of life, Mm-mm. the opportunity to have more time to listen to what he's saying. And, uh, uh, and so I think, you know, there's a, a, a million ways I could answer the question. But what I've noticed is specifically for him if I'm listening if if my wife is listening if we're listening to him we're yeah. hearing what's happening inside of him and we can gospel that so well just wrap that framework into you know who Jesus was his identity and then what my son's identity is into what it is that he's asking um, that then that for us has been a tremendous way to not um, to to help him through this time when he has all this energy and he wants to do all of these things, what does it boil down to? And listening has been a great tool for us to do that. in.
0: Man, I love it. And I'm so grateful for what you just (laughs) shared. Honestly, I had a very challenging conversation with my daughter. Um, She's 13. She's been navigating school and really intense guys about the school thing. Just wanted to Mm. nail it. And her said to me uh, recently, uh Dad, all you talk about all day is homework, homework. Mm-hmm. And then after you talk about homework, you talk about other things. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about other things besides just homework all the yes. time. Yeah. And uh, man, I after I sent her to a room and punished her uh, for saying the truth to me. No, I just joking. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. <laughs> no, I, I listened to her and I have uh, to give her an apology. And I had to say, you know what, sweetie, I, I apologize. Mommy and daddy are trying to make sure that we help you to cross the finish line, uh, but in the midst of it, you're more important to me than your yes. grades on a report card. Yes. And I think that trying to have homes that are full of grace and love, mm-hmm. and, and they mean in this season that we apologize and repent more than we have before as well, if yes. we blow it. and I think that that's, that's even yeah. healthy. Yes. Um, is Tiffany, it okay if
2: I add as well to yeah, both, yeah, sure, both sure. points is that is one when you mentioned about me having a list and I've been one of the most ambitious people you've known throughout my lifetime. This time when it, everything happened, like AJ and I whiteboarded and we've been intentional to not do the list. Here's what we would like to accomplish. But on the other side of that, we've been much more intentional with working out. We bought treadmills and turned a guest room into our gym to have that health and to dream more. So it's not just work all the time. And this time has been good to get away from that. The families that are consistently on the grind and when you're working all the time and you don't have, because now you're at home. So now there's no off time from it. But being intentional with dreaming together and having those, like you said, even with communicating with your kids, we don't have our promised baby yet. So we're dreaming more on how we wanna push this purpose and what does more time together look like and having more conversations as well. So Mm -hmm. a great balance from both of you guys, even for the ones that are consistently working it out or maybe empty nesters, take this time to dream. We're dancing more just random, let's let's dance, you know, yeah. and making those new memories together as
0: well. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, Chip, you have written a phenomenal book. I got a chance to interview you recently, probably one of the most powerful and emotional interviews that I've ever done on my radio program, Equipped. Uh, but the book is forgotten. And I would really highly recommend uh, that uh, folks get a hold of this book. It- is your memoir about growing up in a a home that was marked by domestic abuse. Um, Although you survived that, uh, there was a number of scars that had to be healed, and uh, God has allowed you to come through a healing journey. So let's talk about the other side of it. Not everyone is living in a home where Uh, both the husband and wife are on the same page and everybody's living in a home that's marked by laughter and joy and grace and forgiveness. Um, what do you want us to say by way of guidance and advice on how families can survive when they are marked by dysfunction and even abuse?
2: Yeah. The first thing I would say is one, thank you for bringing this up and acknowledging it. Is that I would tell the person who may be watching, who may be in it, or someone who knows that a family or friend is in it, is that one, you're seen, even though it feels like you are not. um, You're not being judged by your decisions of staying, you're not being condemned because a lot of times there are people who are going through it that do not communicate that because of those judging opinions or may feel condemnation or they may have their children watching this, but they don't know how to get out. And one of the things that COVID-19 has showed us is that one, this was a, this (laughs) domestic violence was a global pandemic before COVID-19 and now it's increased it because with these isolated mandates that are being at home, isolation is rooted within the power and control wheel of domestic violence and now that you are mandated to stay home you can't go to family or friends you want to be able to connect with someone that you trust when you can, you want to also know that the the church is a safe haven for you. And for churches that are listening or leaders that are listening, I would recommend if you're not aware and educated on what domestic violence looks like to get educated because Mm -hmm. the church is to be that safe haven in the of dark into the light and being educated allows us to be able to provide those tools. And so with that, you have you can find safety in talking to someone you can trust being very careful because one of the to leave a situation or a home like that is one of the most dangerous times so you have to safety plan with help with whether it is contacting um within michigan the michigan coalition and domestic violence whether that's haven whether that is um, Wayne County First Step, Washtenaw County, wherever you may be. But knowing where those resources are to get the safety planning help, you can chat with online advocates if you're not able to make a phone call. Because a lot of times in these homes, there's, a, there's heightened awareness where the offender is watching every move from internet activity to phone conversations. So being able to develop who that safety person is. What are those safety words that you can develop with your safe person also? And you can download an app called Are You Safe app? And it takes you through safety planning options. And even if you're not sure if you're in the situation, you can kind of look at the symptoms that they provide to show if you are a part of this.
0: You know, there's so much, uh, just a wealth of resources in the book. Again, I just hold it up so people can get a visual of it. We'll also have links of it for it as well uh, in the postscript for this particular edition of Link. Uh, but uh, Tiffany, there are millions, you've helped me to know, there are millions of children that are the forgotten, the unseen in these homes that are marked by domestic violence and millions more that grew up in these homes and are adults now that are raising their own families. We just want you to know we see you, we love you, and we do want to be a part of your safe place. And so, folks, please know that uh, we're encouraging you to get your hands on uh, the book, but also to be a safe place for others. And so often people may say, well, I don't know anybody who's going through that. And maybe it's because they haven't heard you talk about it. Maybe they don't think we can come to you. So part of our goal is to just take away the uh, taboo nature of this topic so that we can create an atmosphere of safety. Um, Dan, I would love to. we got to land a plane. This is a great conversation. But just you're raising teenagers like mine. And I think you just had a birthday in your home, didn't you, Uh, for one of your daughters?
1: 14 years old, as yesterday.
0: So what I've learned, Dan, is that uh, teenagers need their own space. And as much as you may want to do everything together 24 hours a day, they need their own space as well. And so just talk about if you could help parents who are raising teenagers, anything unique you want to say about teenage life to parents?
1: Well, certainly there's that, that call for us to parent our kids with that understanding of their personal bent. Right. So so as they go through the phases of development, there's those bents change a bit. There's a longing for independence and personal space and things. But I think it's also true that that's very unique per child. So even even in our family, we have two girls that many times people say, oh, are they twins? And they're the furthest thing from twins once you get to know them. Um, they just have those very distinct differences, and josh you you mentioned the importance of listening, man, that never stops. just yeah. recognizing where they're at what what are the what's their heart cry in that moment? when do you press in as the teasing dad, and when do you not? you know i've got scars to prove that that is a very tenacious walk um but, but recognizing that, yeah, in those, in those seasons where they're stretching into those times of independence, you, you kind of have to move from parenting like you did for a 12-year-old into now moments when you're parenting that 14-year-old like a 16-year-old. And then knowing sometimes it tips back into an 11-year-old type parenting. But man, the wisdom that that requires. One of the verses that I treasure is James's instruction: If you lack wisdom, ask of God, and He will give that liberally. Maybe that wisdom would come from a book, from a great author like Tiffany. Maybe that wisdom would come from the Holy Spirit's prompting. But man, God has always been true to that promise to give liberally the wisdom we need. Sometimes the wisdom comes from struggling, failing, pinning ourselves to Jesus by that thorn in the flesh. Um, or or it comes from hearing from the, the struggles of someone else and learning from that. Um, but yeah. praise God for his presence of his Holy Spirit that guides us.
0: Yeah, that's good, Dan. I so appreciate that reminder. You know, one of the verses that stands out to me when I think of my teenage daughter is uh, Romans twelve fifteen, and that we're called to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who mourn. This has been a season where our teens have had to mourn the loss of birthday parties or graduations their uh, life events that they were looking forward to and it's easy for us again as adults to just see our own losses and and to minimize Mm -hmm. theirs and I'm a guy who likes to fix a problem so you bring a problem me and I automatically click into how can I solve it mode right Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's important to just wrap our arms around our kids and say you know that does stink you know, it, it, it's, it's terrible that you didn't get a chance to experience that. And it's okay to mourn together and not always mm-hmm. try to fix it. I appreciate you guys so much. I learn and grow every time I'm around you mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for this conversation. Listen, Woodside, we are family and we want your family to be blessed. And we really want you to take advantage of our family resources through our weekend worship services and through conversations like this and books that we recommend to you. But please know that each one of your campus pastors is actively praying for you. And Dan, I'm going to ask you if you could use our time in praying for our families today, both those who are experiencing the mountaintop of joy or the valley of despair that all of us would see Jesus.
1: Yes, let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for your promise to be ever present with us, Lord. And we know, we claim that, that promise that uh, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Lord, you are with us. It's your passion to have households of faith, Lord. So thank you for the work that you are doing. Lord, for those families that are struggling in this season, Father, I pray that you would bestow upon them an extra measure of grace and understanding. May there be that submission to your Holy Spirit that unites people together. So, Father, I pray you would heal wounds, heal areas of brokenness, so that we can live with one another from that abundant life. Lord, we also pray for those that are enjoying this season. May may the joy continue. Uh, May they take advantage of this beautiful time that you're providing for them. Continue to deepen relationships prepare them, Lord, for whatever challenge may lie ahead. We're just so thankful, Lord, that you will meet us in our time of need, that you will perfect what concerns us, and you will be with us through it all. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. My guests today have been Josh Miller, Tiffany Minza, and Dan Stewart. Thank you guys for joining, and thanks for all that you do for families. Woodside family, just know that we love you. We love your family, we love your children, and we wanna be a support for you, a resource for you. You know, as much as we wanna touch the world at Woodside, it all starts with that statement. We say again and again, we are family. The gospel, if it's gonna have impact anywhere, has to start. And our own homes. So I'm super grateful for my guest again today who joined me and I hope you were encouraged as well. Just know we want this conversation to be an ongoing springboard to greater ministry in all areas that we discussed in your life. We want you to go from maybe family challenges and, and discouragement to family joy and victory. And so At each campus, we have placed staff there to help you to succeed as moms and dads and your marriages as well. So if you need help in your family life, please reach out to your campus pastor at Woodside and they'll get you connected to the right people. Also, super grateful for Tiffany Mensah's book, Forgotten. It's a phenomenal resource that tells a very painful story, but a powerful story of redemption. So you can find out more in the postscript here about her book, as well as Information and resources if you know someone who's living through domestic violence or if you are yourself, we want to be a safe place for you. Well, my friends, been such a joy to be with you on this edition of The Link. Can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, have a great day and God bless.